father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining At Dr. Dish Basketball, we're creating basketball shooting machines that accelerate player performance. With features like on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics, Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one source for basketball training. Whether you're training in your driveway, running a practice, or developing a workout program, we have the most innovative training solutions to help your players practice like they play. And just for listening to this podcast, you qualify for an exclusive discount. Just mention Championship Vision Podcast to your sales rep when you call in. For more information, visit drdishbasketball.com or call 952-873-2633. Again, that number is 952-873-2633. And remember, be better every day. Coaches, this is Coach Matt Dennis, and I'm truly excited and blessed to join Coach Furtado on the Championship Vision Podcast. If you're a coach looking to get better at your craft, you're really going to love this episode. If you'd like more great coaching content, I encourage you to check out other episodes on the podcast, as well as to head over to CoachMattDennis.com, where you can join my newsletter and sign up for a free trial of the Coaching Lab, where my goal is to help coaches find more success in less time. Coaches, hello again. Uh, we, we just did a podcast yesterday, and um, I really enjoyed talking to my guest yesterday. Today is episode 269 of the Championship Vision Podcast with Coach Mark Hart. He's the owner of System Basketball and assistant coach at Corona Roosevelt Girls Basketball in Eastvale, California. One of my California guys. Um Formerly, he coached at Patriot High School. I was a head uh, boys coach from 2015-2021. He was at South Hills High School head coach, 2012-2015, and Baldwin Park High School from 2001-2012. to So, as you know, Mark's been coaching a long time. He's doing some great things with system basketball, and that's why I have him on. Today he's going to kind of go over some zone offensive concepts uh, not only to help me out, but to help a lot of coaches around the country out. Uh, a little background of uh, <clears throat> Coach Hart. He was a traditional coach running flex and pack, pack it in defense from 2001 to 2008. He went to the dribble drive motion in 2008 and had much success turning Baldwin Park from 2008 to 2012 into one of the winningest teams in the San Gabriel Valley. The 2010 Baldwin Park team was historic and it went 24 and five, and it made it to the CIF quarterfinals in Division 2A. During that season, Coach Hart was awarded the CIF Coach of the Year Award in <clears throat> San Gabriel Valley. That team still holds the record for most wins in a season with 24. He has been running the dribble drive motion offense in Walbert Press since 2008. He has co-authored a course with Kurt Gilsdorf on Dribble Jive Motion Offense. It is a 13-chapter online course called Dribble Jive Motion A to Z. It's a great manual. Um, His company, System Basketball, helps coaches around the world 
through online clinics, film breakdowns, online courses, ebooks, Facebook groups, and the Baskopedia podcast. If you want to learn more about the Dribble Drive, join the Dribble Drive Motion Hoop Talk Facebook group, where he discusses it daily with over 2,800 coaches. Coaches, let's welcome Coach Mark Hart. Coaches, uh, welcome back to the Championship Vision Podcast, uh, episode 269, Mark. Maybe not as many as system basketball, but man, you this have guy... way more. You have way more like podcasts than I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, one of the brilliant minds in basketball, man. Innovators, Coach Mark Hart, owner of System Basketball, currently the assistant coach for Corona Roosevelt Girls Basketball in Eastvale, California. Correct, Mark? Did I get that right? Yep. After, after 25, 26 years being on the, on the boys side, um, I stepped away, wasn't going to coach and coach Harris, um, was actually, I didn't really, we didn't really know each other well, but he attended some of my clinics and, um, he was a head coach at a Yala high school who won a mm -hmm. Sexton championship and he moved over to Roosevelt where he was a teacher and he contacted me and, the, the, the idea was to put in the system, to be honest, and um, we just don't have the numbers. We'd like to get to that point at some point, right. but uh, we're playing like like when I talk to Doug and you who you guys who you've had on and mm -hmm. and people we play fast. We we yeah. don't we don't run the system. We play fast. We play about eight, nine girls. We're pressing and getting up and down and, and trying to uh, right now majority of the stuff that we're getting is off of our defense we're we're uh offense work in progress but um our defense generates a lot of our up tempo and getting easy shots and transition and stuff like that for us right now yeah and i really want you to share a little bit about what you're doing there and, and give um our listeners some ideas on zone offensive principles that's what we're talking about okay. here um and uh i called you because um, hey, I'm always, you know, we're, right now we're not shooting the ball well, but, but let's not, let's not, we, we got to, you know, we got to develop shooters. Number one, really doesn't matter what you run, right, Mark? So, hey, yeah. hey, first of all, before you get into that, tell a little bit about the history of what you've, uh, where you've coached and how you really started your system basketball website, which is unbelievable. Uh, well, growing up in California, lived here my whole life in I grew up in a city in Laverne um, and a little backstory, which is ironic is with the system basketball and growing up, uh, live in the community where university of Laverne and the Claremont colleges are. So, so some good D three basketball where Greg Popovich cut his teeth at, um, mm -hmm. at Pomona Pitzer. Um, and a guy named Paul Westhead was supposed to become uh, the university of Laverne's head coach. Okay. Uh, he had gotten fired by the Lakers and he was out of basketball and he was going to become the Laverne coach. And lo and behold, um, Loyola Marymount came calling. So um, he ended up there. So the system part of it was Gary Smith of Redlands, which would come into University of Laverne. So mm -hmm. I get to go watch those games and growing up in the community and seeing and being in California. Um, watching the Paul Westhead teams and the Gary Smith teams. I uh, have always loved playing up-tempo basketball. So growing up in Laverne, I played at Bonita High School. And some if people aren't aware, that's um, Heisman Trophy winner, Glenn Davis of right. Army, went there. Um, 
and we've had some famous people attend uh, Benita, but um, I got my coaching career at the rival starting at the rival school um, at San Dimas High School. And yes, it is a high school. It's not just a Bill and Ted's um, <laughs> excellent adventure with San Dimas High School football rules saying, but it is right. an actual it is an actual high school. And I uh, started off as a freshman coach in 1996. There coached freshman one year, coached JV for four years. A good friend of mine was the head coach at Baldwin Park, who was in the league. And I was the JV coach, and he liked what I was doing. And he recommended me to the administration there at Baldwin Park High School where, because he had moved on to another school. And so I took over the basketball program there in, what was it, 2001. And then I was there for 11 years, took one year off um, where – Thought I was, I got married, thought I was going to move to Canada and we ended up staying here instead right. of moving, instead of me moving there. Uh, my wife decided to elect to come here instead of me going out there. So we've been here since. And I came back as the assistant coach with Bob Winget and Bob took off to Colorado. So, um, natural thing was I'd been around the basketball program. So they offered me to continue to do that again. Um, had some success there building a program, went to the dribble drive in 2008 and changed the culture of us. We were a flex team, boring half court with not very many athletes. And we, we were messing around in a summer league game and we were behind. And I just said, hey, let's, let's just press, make or miss, push the ball in transition, get quick shots and try to come back. Didn't know anything about it. And that was the genesis of how all that began. After I left Baldwin Park, um, went to South Hills High School in the San Gabriel Valley for three years. Um, did not have much success there. Moved on to Patriot High School for six seasons out in the Riverside area um, where I still kept running dribble drive, but didn't have the numbers and couldn't get the kids to buy into the pressing aspect of things. So mm -hmm. I went to more of a zone defense and matchup stuff for about six years. And now I stepped away. And I went to, uh, like I said, Coach Harris contacted me, and now I'm on the girls' side loving it. So um, you asked about how system basketball got started. Um, been a member of uh, Bob Belf's Yahoo group of coaches, and we were – it was the middle of COVID, and we were in, in, in a ch Yahoo chat room. I don't even <laughs> know if Yahoo still has it, but I'm like yeah. – we're talking, we're typing on the keyboard in a like, not, not instant messenger, Facebook, Yahoo, old school chat room. You probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, can we like move this to zoom or something? So we had a free zoom account. I had a free zoom account. There was like eight of us sitting around talking, it drop off after 40 minutes. And then we all re back in. Um, <laughs> we did it. We did it for about two and a half hours. We were talking and nice. then it became. George Barber, Doug Porter, and guys started coming on, and then they said, "Hey, I'll do a clinic, and I'll do a clinic," and then it just it, it grew it grew from there. And the the name of the company wasn't necessarily for the the system or the Grinnell system, is it's system basketball because I wanted to bring various styles of play to coaches, like flex as a system, pack line, mover blocker. So it's a place for for coaches to get quality instruction and education for affordable price. Um, I think what I do 
is have like a little bit of a Netflix type thing, as you know, where I have people like yourself come on, speak to coaches um, on a topic. We record it. They're, they're typically they come for free, and if 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 they couldn't make it for free, if they like access to it, there's like a subscription service, or they can pay for each clinic individually. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it how it evolved, and it's I'm surprised it's taken off like it like it has, and it's about a year and a half now, and um, I'm I'm pleased with the speakers that I've had and the content and the support that I've had from uh, the coaching fraternity on it. Yeah, there's definitely a need for it, Mark. I tell you, I mean, you have some great content, by the way. I recommend all the listeners to connect with Mark and so forth. He's he, you got you got topics of of all different sorts, um, and um, but today we really want to talk about zone offense. It's not necessarily about you know particular plays, but how could we run an up tempo game? And what's happening with us, Mark, and probably a lot of teams is teams are trying to slow us down. So, and they're doing a really good job of it the last two games. Um, and uh, there's been games where we made 10 three-pointers. Now, the other night, I'm afraid to say, we were six for 41. Um, and that's not, you know, I mean, and, and, and to be honest with you, I love my players shooting. I give them complete confidence because eventually that six might turn into 10 or 11 to, to have us go over the top. But uh, talk about zone offense, and I'll talk about the freedom to shoot. Okay. Um, zone offense, I mean, when you're, when you're saying you're struggling to shoot, um, zone defense, first of all, makes your shots a little bit different. If, if you're not mm-hmm. piercing the zone either by throwing it into a post player or, or penetrating mm-hmm. or hitting the high post, you're getting just swinging around the perimeter type three-pointers. Right. And, and I know you're a big proponent of the hop. And so am I. So that's a different, they're having to hop and turn as opposed to just hopping with their shoulders already squared. So the type of three pointers that you get are different. And I know people are afraid. I know you want to talk about zone offense, but the zone defense, why people play it is they think that, oh, I don't want to play it because they'll get zone, they'll get three point attempts, they'll get easy shots. But it's a different type of three pointer. It's not, you're not all, you're not always getting in the paint throwing those nice kickouts for your wide open threes. So I'd be willing to look, I'd, I'd look at your game film and see what type of threes are you getting? Not necessarily, I mean, 41 to me, I don't know how many shots you took, but 41 is, is a lot. And I know system type teams want half their shots from three. That's not something that I really mm-hmm. like. I only really want about a third of our shots from the three point line. And I want to, I want to attack the paint. Because I know the three-point shot's huge for people, but it's still the team that gets the easiest shots and the most points in the paint typically win a high school basketball game. You're right. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's structurally how you're going to do that. Um, I've done it five out. Like, I'm going to guess you may not have a post player. Do you have we do. Player? Well, we have some girls that, that right now are kind of developing. Uh, but really, we have a small team. So we have some girls that are medium size and so forth that we use at the high post, but uh, not not develop yet where they can consistently knock down that shot. I mean, I use, I mean, the concepts that we try to do is, is we try to be two fifths of the zone. So mm-hmm. we try to, we try to space you and try to almost get you to play as man by our spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
forgot what coach it was, but um, let me just bring up some PowerPoint here real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be easier. Let me give me a second. Um, of course, we all know Coach Hart has all the great technology. Uh, here we go. So here it is. Forgot who I learned this from, but it sticks with me. So man versus zone. If the defense mm -hmm. is playing you man, it decides the matchups and you decide where it plays. So if they're playing you man, you can control how they're going to play you. If you're in a one, four high set, you got to, you can lift everybody above free throw line extended. If you're one, four low, you can give your team more space. But if a team is playing, if a defense is playing zone, it pretty much decides where you're going to play and you decide the matchups. So let me ask, like if a team plays you two, three zone, most people in America would say, you're going to attack that with an odd front. Mm -hmm. You're going to go high-low, 1-3-1, one, one, whatever. And if it's a 1-3-1 one, one or a 1-2-2, two, two, you're going to attack it with a two-guard front. That's what everybody's been – I don't know how long – you've been doing it a long time. I've been doing it a long time. And even when I played, that's what coaches – That's yeah, what coaches yeah, told yeah, you. Absolutely. So, so the zone basically dictates your alignment. So um, those are just some thoughts and things to think about why people play man versus zone. So did you, you want to, now let's go back here. You said like conceptually what, what we're trying to do. And I would ask people on there, do you need alignment over, a, over movement? So uh, Hubie Brown said once you don't need great movement if you have great alignment. So mm -hmm. um, Hubie's great. So um, ball movement, pass fakes, skips, everybody used to be proponent of side, top, side. Now we'll go side, top, ball fake, and then throw it back to the same side. Where everybody, that used to be taboo, where, no, you want to get a complete ball reversal. But if you do a ball fake, it gets them moving, and then you can throw back and attack it back. Um, high, low, um, that right there is a big one for what we try to do. And I think a lot of coaches make the mistake that they just try to put post players there. Put your best decision maker there. Uh, Princeton used to do this where they would pass the ball to the wing and send their point guard to the high post. Um, uh, Bennett does a great job with at Virginia doing that with their point guard. Their point guards hide and seek inside the high post and then they'll step and find another spot and then another player might be coming. So you, you got to get, you got to get the ball inside and how do you get mm -hmm. the ball inside? You can get it by the bounce. You can get it by cutting and passing in there and by just throwing it into a post player. Unfortunately, high school basketball, everybody doesn't want to be a post player or it's kind of dying. So you got to be kind of creative with it and maybe you're five out and you just get people flashing and filling and doing some of Rick Torbett's type stuff that's out there where you pass and you cut, I call them the, the kill spots, high post, short corner, mid post, and you wait a pass. So go ball goes to the wing and you pass. You're going to pause somewhere. They throw it. You're going to leave and another player is going to replace you. So, mm -hmm. so that a zone defensive team cannot get a beat on you. You're, you're that's not really scoutable. It's not, oh, we're running this or 
They're always doing this. You got various players moving in and out. Um, good team to watch on that that I studied um, was New Mexico women um, last year. They faced zone like 30% of the time, and they ran like a five out. And they would get multiple players just passing and cutting and moving, and they would just tear up. They'd get high post looks. They'd get catch it at the high post, rip, drive, um, because the center's stepping up now to guard a point guard, and a center can't guard a point guard there. So um, misdirections, uh, drag dribbles, gap dribbles, um, flooding the zone, which is another concept of uh, basically outnumbering the zone. So if you dribble up, you're going to send send players behind. Um my good buddy Kirk calls that clocking the zone. So it's like a circle, like a C. Um, sure. And the big one is across the board. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I one, love, no I, one blocks out. No one blocks exactly, out. Exactly. Look, and, and if you're shooting, and you know this, you're, you're shooting 41 threes. So that's probably at least 50% or more of your shots. Those are going to be long rebounds. So mm-hmm. you should be getting. You should be getting your fair share there. Yeah. And what's funny you mentioned that is I'd use all those, you know, like the other night, you know, we have what we call our X with a high. We have a short corner runner. Uh, We're trying to get the ball in the high post. We love to get short corner dive for the high post. Um, We use a four out. Like we kind of matched up with the defense. And we had such great looks though, Mark. This is how, I mean, I just think we're just close to being, Really a good offensive team. We had great look. We overloaded a side. We did one more pass, but we just didn't knock down the shot. So it wasn't the execution, but I think the zone kind of slows us down a little bit to kind of and, and it deters our shooters. I don't know what it is. I, I just think it just slows us down and that we don't play good under that. Yeah, are you – I mean – do you have elaborate zone offense, elaborate plays, or is just are you playing conceptually? Yeah. Or are you running actual offenses? What are you doing? Conceptually, I mean, um, you know, we, you know, I, I just feel we do have some good set plays where we screen the screener on the baseline and so forth. Uh, where right now is we're not getting the ball, or we're not a good dribble drive team in the into the gaps. That's what I'm. I'm trying. I need to create more of a two on one advantage more. Um, and get more aggressive off the dribble. We're not very good at that yet. Uh, we're not a Mark Hart dribble drive team right now, um, but we're, we're, we got to get better at that because I think you can't, you cannot survive shooting nothing but threes all the time. Um, now we do press a lot, so we get a lot of our layups through our forcing our turnovers, but um, we don't use the dribble yeah, very good. When I started studying this, and you go, well, what do you do if they zone you? And I remember having an email or even a conversation with Vance Wahlberg about it. Oh, we just, we just launch them. I'm like, well, Vance, I don't shoot like your son and, right. and your, and your teams do. Um, so, I mean, shooting, shooting solves a lot of issues, like you said, mm-hmm. and spacing and movement and alignment. So, I mean, here's, I mean, this isn't anything earth shattering here, but, here is the main one that I use to determine whether teams are in zone. And it's, it's, it's straight from Vance Wahlberg. It's his push action. 
And, mm -hmm. and the key is the diagram's poor here, but um, you're supposed to dribble right at the top guy guarding you. And then you're supposed to drag them to the wing. So you want X1 to guard your player on the wing. So now you're going to complete, you're going to basically create an overload on the weak side with a three on two situation and put X3 in that got two, I got two player situation. So when you swing at the five, five being a guard, I get that question all the time. Um, is that a post? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's another, it's another guard or a, or a, hopefully a, somebody with some height that you can play out there. Yeah. Um, you reverse the ball. So basically you've made, you've engaged the top two defenders and now you've swung the ball to the other side to the three in the 45 degree angle area. And if X three just stays flat, that's supposed to be a shot or drive, drive and initiate and you're beating two fifths of the zone, collapsing it. And now you're going to be able to get them in closeout situations. If X three comes out, it's a one more pass to the corner. So on this mm -hmm. diagram, what it should really have here is four screening X five. Okay. And when you go three to, to two in that corner, you now have X five in a situation. Do they fly out? If they fly out. You have four in the post. So what will happen a lot of times is maybe you hit the three in the corner. Now X5 is going, oh, I got to get out there. So three starts ball faking and hitting the post because you're in a three-on-two advantage. The only way this action does not create something good for you is if X4 comes and guards one. Now everybody's going to be lined up. If they do do that, oops, clear. Um, if they do do that, instead of two cutting all the way through, two would stop underneath the basket and bump back to the short corner. If X4 is guarding here, one would just look to hit here. Four would get like in a tee-up situation. So it puts X5 in a two-on-one. You're basically trying to put the center in a two-on-one sure, sure. situation. And that's our main thing. And if it doesn't work, two would just dribble up three would fill the short corner and we'd get into a one, three, one attack. But that usually gets us something quick. And based right. upon personnel, we have way we we've taught it where the one can go to that corner, where the five can go to the other corner and where the three can go to the other corner. So all four perimeter players can become that push player. So if, right, you, right. if one of your players is hot, you can, or you want to run it for a specific player. We've got, we've, we have it in where it's not just your two man, because if it's your two man, they may do some things to adjust and, and take it away. But if you start manipulating it a little bit and getting it to your other players as well, then that's the thing is a zone forces you to have more, more than one capable player to be, Let's be fair with it. If you if if you got one one person and you're just keeping them stationary, they can tag up on you a little bit and make it really right. really tough for your team. I mean that's that's yeah. one of the things yeah. that's that's my that's our main action 
Honestly, okay. I mean, and most people know it and still have a hard time guarding it. I mean, creating a two-on-one on the weak side with a post. I mean, it's a triangle. That's just basic zone principles, but it still works. Uh, let's see. Next one. Okay. So say you're in a one-three-one set here. A um, little bit of misdirection. So you just kind of massage it one to two, back to one. Your four flashes on that pass, so you're in a one-two-two set. Mm-hmm. You dribble over. You have four come up, and you and you throw it back across the grain. Two drops to the corner, and you have five set a screen on that three for a pass to the corner for a three-point shot. So just a that that those right this right here is probably we're at the free throw line or it's a dead ball. It's probably not something we're just calling. It's probably a a special. Um, yeah, I do love the misdirection though. We use a lot of that, Mark. Um, and uh, what I'm finding out though, Coach, is when we we run sets, we score at a very high rate. But I'm trying to get my team just to learn how to play and just can play conceptually, that's been a struggle. Okay. Uh, I mean, we'll, we will, going back to triple drive alignment, we'll basically say, hey, pass, cut, move, fill. Cut cut to places they're not, they're not and actually just give them a lot of freedom. Um, and believe it or not, it, it looks ugly at the beginning and you, and you struggle. So you got to have some quick hitters and some structure in case they're struggling. But the other night uh, team was playing us matchup and I had sets and I had sets and it was just kind of slowing us down. Like you said, and, <laughs> and, and they were getting a beat on what we were kind of doing. So I just kind of told our really good girl, mix it up. Uh, I gave her a mix it up. Uh, she could play on the perimeter for us or she can, she's a five, she's five foot 10. And she could, she could, she's really good. And she can get inside. She could play outside. She could catch it in the high post and rip it and go stick a little 17 footer. Uh, she mm-hmm. can make, she can, she's a decent three point shooter and um, she finishes well around the basket. So she's pretty much a night. She's a, she's a matchup nightmare for, for teens. Cause she could play inside or outside. So just some, basic concepts of pass cut like we were talking about earlier pass cut move maybe you mm-hmm. have maybe you have four girls that can play on the perimeter and one can't and you just have that one girl stay behind the zone in the short corners going short corner short corner making making their life kind of weird with their butt butt low on the baseline so if they catch it they could do a crab dribble and go make a layup or they sure. could throw the or they could throw the drift pass to the opposite corner or they can hit a player diving to the basket if someone decides to cut out of that so like give them a little bit of freedom and 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 maybe not harness them too much because we, we're all i think as coaches i mean i'm guilty of it i mean on my social media every day i put a play up so but i would take <laughs> a look at i would take a look at what you do already and just tweak it against zones it's not necessarily right. adding a bunch of stuff. It's getting better at what you do. Sure. Um, we always I mean putting 
putting lipstick on a pig is still a pig. So if if you're not shooting the ball well, you're not passing the ball well, it's probably the play isn't going to get you. No, no, no. A lot of it. um, Yeah, you're right, Mark. It's what's what's uh, we're executing great, though. I mean, um, it's just not. And I and I think really the bottom line is we got to spend more time on really game zone shots. Really, you know, that's what we're we're trying to develop shooters here. And that doesn't happen overnight. Right. But as coaches, we always get frustrated when they're not making shots and so forth. So that's where we are right now. And um, and I appreciate you, you kind of refresh my memory on some some great zone concepts, though. But the bottom line is our shooters got to get better. I mean, if you have some post players, I mean, and, and mixing up your looks so they're not so traditional, putting two, doing a double stack on the baseline and you pop out that shooter as a decoy, and then you just have the other two players screen the responsible players to guard and have someone flood into that gap. can get you a, a quick little layup there. Um, and if it doesn't, it just float. You just have them, hey, flow into what we do. It, I mean, if they're in zone, we shouldn't panic, right? We shouldn't be like, oh, it, oh, God. But we see it all the time where girls want to just – girls or guys want to just force – force it and say hey coach wanted to run the play and sometimes right. the play just gets the de- defense distorted enough that you end up getting something good not necessarily but, off that exact play mark i love that because i was you know uh a guy i love is don showalter and uh i was kind of you know studying he was he has a great feature uh, on championship productions on zone offense and he mentioned that, he got, and I go, because I used to do that a lot. I used to put people like in a triple stack down low, uh, four across, all of that, and the zones would get really, so I think that's really important is distortion. Try to distort that zone a little bit. Make them think. Um, and ball screen the zone. Um, people don't do it. I, I mean, I played zone for six years, and all of a sudden it seemed like teams forgot ball screen. As soon as we went, as soon as we decided to go play man, oh, let, let, let's screen them. And um, anytime you can get two defenders to guard one, um, this is an old school John Beeline type special here, where you're in your you're in a one two two set, and we throw the ball to the two, and we get a hand back. So, and two's going to act like they're going to run and overload the weak side, and you have four set a screen again and then you create that two-on-one situation one's mm-hmm. coming back and you throw it back to your four say maybe your four is a stretch that can maybe knock down that shot and now that puts that bottom defender do i close out or do i stay because they they're gonna close out because they don't know two's running back to that strong side and now two comes and you got four on the wing a player coming another pass and now you got that kind of like when I show them the push action, another way to get into a three on two on the strong side. I really like that one because if this player can maybe get in the paint and hit your five or hit your three on the weak side, and now they're they're closing out, and you got to get closeouts. And if you're not getting closeouts and getting one player to guard two in the zone, it's going to be a long night. 
So if you're just playing print, I call it A to B to A to B to C, the corner. The ball's never – if you're never making one guard two and they're always able to bump you off, then it's going to be a long, long night. And and, and the logic behind the zone is – and Bayheim's been an expert at it – is, yeah, Villanova got them the other night, but Villanova shot 53s. Oh, they did. I didn't know it was that many. Shot fifty threes wow. in that game, Woo. and and it was a close game, and it came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, fifty threes is a lot. I mean, um, here's here's some more action to screen the zone here. Um, like, and it, and use a little bit of re- misdirection here. We did like a shallow cut, so we dribbled, ball went, and then. You pass, so you throw it to the two up top off of a shallow, and then you throw it back, and then you have action on the weak side as they're coming off the ball screen. You have a flare screen, so that puts, Kevin, that puts mm-hmm. X3 in a spot here. So if we're running this action, you're probably teaching on this, X3 is going to have to go. If five right. rolling... If five's rolling here, X5 is responsible, and four reads this. If X3 cuts here, X uh, four should dive to the hoop, and you got here or here. And you have potential like player. That. Or you have, if four stays, say four stays, three has to make a read too. What if three slips this? Yeah, that's a good look. I like that. It, it puts it puts them in a nightmare situation because more than likely, X one's going to come help here, right? Yeah, and we run a little ball screen action. We call Georgia. We pass to the wing. We ball screen with the point guard on the wing defender, uh, and then we really try to force that that weak side guard to commit, and then we kick it to the wing, um, and then we kind of read that X3 defender. If she stays, we got a shot, she comes up, then that that ball side post screens the middle, and we're looking for the other post crossing. Um, But um, we're just not making the shot. (laughs) I mean, here's here's us. Here's us against a 1-2-2. I don't have the defensive players, but five's going to come up and screen the top of the the 1-2-2. So one's going to dribble over, and that initiates the wing guarding them, and we're going to screen the middle and look kind of high-low there. Because, sure. Um, I mean, it's simple, simple actions, um, making making them make a decision. Does one fight over the top and, and continue with one there? If they do, yeah, yeah. five would just slip right into the high post. Yeah. I really think uh, – and you kind of validate. I think definitely we're going to have to screen the zone more to make them get to make a decision on the defense. Uh, I don't think we're doing enough of that, Mark. That's a that's a great point. Here's a traditional two three low or three across the baseline against the the one two two that a lot of team will, teams will run, and they and they tend to to do double double low and just run that player along the baseline. We'll mix it up, have a gut call here where. You go one to two, 
four is usually screen in X5, and three is usually running along the baseline. Mm. Have yeah. three come up the middle here, and then have five reverse pivot seal. Nice, nice. So, so if X5 takes that, or open in the corner. Got a diagonal here seal over the top. So you got a couple right. of actions here. A um, couple of looks by sealing the zone. Um, forget who, who used to, I think it was Jerry. I forget how to pronounce his name. He's from Wisconsin high school coach. Uh, Pedagoo, Pedago. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, he had a great DDM versus zone offense video where he called mm -hmm. He called it a uh, boxing out on offense. So he would, if they got wide, just box out and seal them behind them. They wouldn't fight that. And they would get, they would look to get those angles and diagonals into the zone. Hmm. Um, so um, here's a, here's a ball screen set that not very many people will do against a one, two, two. Forgot who I picked this up from. This one's not a innovative Mark Hart thing. Um, I am, um, study a lot of film and stuff and I find them and then I'll, I'll, what I'll do with them is I'll tweak them a little bit to fit what we do. Um, so this one, we're just, we're just in dribble drive spacing here. So this was one that you might really like. Mm -hmm. Um, and we go one to three handoff. We just going to initiate with a handoff and we're going to have three act like they're going to run dribble drive and they're going to dribble initiate x1 and x3 reverse pivot and throw it back to the player in the corner and five's going to come over and set a wing or a corner ball screen and then two is going these players are going on the weak side four and two are going to read the defense and 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 get in the spacing off and play off the penetration hmm. uh, that's, yeah, a, like that's a that's a that's yeah. a have you ever seen anyone screen a ball, a corner in, against a one-two-two two zone? Mm -hmm. I I haven't. No. Uh, and, no, no and not ball screen. No. And and I'm sure no one's practiced it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Yes. Um, <laughs> against a one-three-one, uh, I've had this one on social media many a times, but wanted to share it with your audience today. Is we stack the weak side, and we have a two-guard front. And we're going to send our shooter to ball side corner. Um, and based upon what you're doing is, is we don't really want him to shoot on this one. This is to try to get the ball inside. So X1 has to guard that. So X5 in a, in a one, three, one zone is the center and they're responsible for ball side block. So now we take the player that originally screened and screen up and send the post to the ball side block. And now what will happen is if X4 decides to want to come all the way across from the wing to guard that post, your corner player has a skip to mm -hmm. 45. If that player stays, then you should have a post. Also, four after they screen here kind of seals there. Maybe X5 is maybe fighting through, but X4 might be open here or four might be open in the high post. If they catch it, it could be a ripped left-hand drive. X4 is initiated, and now you have a kick out over here to your two right. or three. So it, it that play right there, I I picked it up because a coach did it against me. 
when I played one three one, and we had no right. answer, none, to to guard that. It was like, right. it was like when I heard him call it, I would switch the man. Because <laughs> exactly, we 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 didn't have an answer for it. So it right. one of those things. If it's that good, put it in your dang playbook. Because if you don't know yeah. how to guard it, uh, take it and and run with it. And I, I, yeah. I mean, and so that's one three ones diagonals. We're concept based. We we like to get you wide, get the ball on the baseline, and attack mm-hmm. attack that one. Or the other thing we do is uh, go one four high look to throw to the elbows and, and, and hit that other post diagonally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll drive pile driving that yeah. one defender or wing wing player would drop to the corner. So that puts the bottom zone defender in a two on one. Who do I guard more than likely they're yeah. going to take the, take the post and take away the easy basket. So now you have the throw to the corner skip you got three pointer, and now we're into what we what we all love, and and guys that we that you've had on, that we study all the time, and now they're in point five decision making. Do I shoot it? Do I move it? Or do I drive it? Um, playing off the hop, playing off split, split, split steps, and and get getting them into dominoes and and destroying destroying the zone. And Absolutely, yes. The yeah. zone's all about spacing itself. If you can distort right. it and get them running. And I know you've heard me say this. I don't care if it's man to man, box and one, triangle two, whatever they're playing against you. If you're not getting them to create closeouts, you have crappy offense. Right. You're going to be in for a long long night if you are if you are relying on sets and actions yeah. to create it. I mean, it's it's a don't get me don't get me wrong. You can win, and I know there's people that just play sets every time down the floor, and mm-hmm. but they can be taken away. And yeah, for sure. sooner or later, I think a team's gonna say, "Hey, can you make plays?" Yeah, I love that, Mark. Yeah, that, this is great, man. Um, it's time to get set up. I got a little practice here in a, in a little bit. You gave me some great. Some great ideas. Matter of fact, now that now I got to make sure I can't use, you know. But I do like the concept you mentioned. I do like screening the zone and distorting the zone. I think I, I don't do enough of that, and um, you know, we just got to kind of stay with what we're doing. I'm not one to change a lot of stuff. Just, uh, just something simple. Pass yeah. your two. Just pass to your two. Have your point guard basket cut, and and then screen the center, and then have your post come to strong side. Love and it, they love can either it. flash back to high post or you can have them go to the opposite corner. But just something like that, hey, can they guard that? Right. I mean, when people start screening zones, I like to either ball screen the top and make mm-hmm. towards the middle or screen centers of zones. Uh, I mean, I mean – Flare stuff's good. Kurt, Kurt's your guy on flare screens. If you want, if you want some good flare stuff, Kurt Gelsdorf is awesome with that. Um, so, I mean, just just watch. I mean, for advice for your listeners and anybody, I I tend to. I mean, I'm blessed. I have Synergy Sports, 
So mm-hmm. what I'll what I'll do is I'll go and go Merrimack College, uh, Syracuse, and I'll go watch teams that play against them. And when you watch the best of the best play the defense, and you watch what teams do against them to get quality shots, that's probably some of the stuff that if Syracuse can't guard it, if Merrimack can't guard it, I can guarantee you probably the local high school team in your area cannot guard it. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great point. I wish I had synergy, man. He said <laughs> that would be kind of cool, but my wife would not like that. <laughs> yeah, my wife my wife told me I lost you when I got it. So it was Yeah, it was yeah. Funny. Hey, Mark, I really appreciate that. Um oh, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny, and I, I don't want to – because the, the team we lost to the other night, um, I, he listens to my podcast a lot too, probably too much. <laughs> but, um, they, you know, they played a 1-2-2 zone. They had a big 6-4 girl um, in the back line. We were trying to bring her out. But, she, you know, she had like 15 rebounds against us. So, um, But we couldn't get the ball inside. I mean, she was blocking stuff all over the place. So, I mean, we had the make come out? No, she doesn't come out. What they do is they 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 send the guards out there. We had wide open shots. They were daring us to pass it inside. So on a and skip pass, the guard still guards the corner. Yeah, she would not come out. Um, they 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 keep her in. They you know, but like I said though, we had we had open looks, um, but we could not get the ball inside because she's such she's so long, um, and she was just you know kicking that ball back out. So. Um, you know, that's why we were trying to get them in the pressing situation, get them in transition. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's got yeah, you got to bet. Yeah. In that situation, we played a girl, uh, in the championship game, she's six foot four. Um, and we pressed, so we almost made her a non-factor because of the up tempo. They couldn't really just get her inside. So the game was yeah, fast. Yeah. We pressured the snot out of the perimeter players to make it hard to get the ball inside. Um, cause the biggest girl we have is six foot. So. Um, we're right. not big. I mean, we're 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 athletic and talented, but we're not big. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so we we, and that's the thing too is, people go oh, they're zoning us, they're zoning us. Well, 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 do you walk it up? And well, if you walk it up, it's gonna be a long night. Give me a long night. It's it's hard to attack a zone five on five. Just watch your team play against five on five against man to man every day in practice. I mean, right. We're not the. I mean, it's no secret. We're we're a tempo team. If you force us to play five on five, you're probably going to be in the game. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's something we have to do even more. We got to get even more. We got even more aggressive. Maybe pressing on misses, things like that as well. Uh, they do have a great point guard though. I mean, she's a college level, high level, college level player. So put that her, presents put her in the high. Put her in the high post. Hmm. No, they do. The no, team we you, played. Oh, they have the great point guard. Okay. They have. We don't. We don't. We do not. No, no. Um, but, um, you know, we're trying to nullify. They're, those two girls dominated us. Um, so we're, we are got to nullify those two somehow. Um, post, um, uh, well, that's going to win a lot of games. A post player with a great point guard, that's going to probably. Exactly. That's tough to me. Six foot four and a point guard? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the bigs, you know, six four, and then the other point guards, a pretty good size. But she's she's solid player on that. So they they um, 
they beat us on that night at, at their place. But uh, Mark, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you jumping on, man. I'm, no I'm definitely gonna um, I'm gonna study your information more when I get home. But uh, man, I, how can coaches get a hold of you? Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Coach Mark Hart or Coach Mark Hart at gmail.com is my email address. Um, systembasketball.com is the website. I mean, any of those ways. Um, if you guys want some some good uh, other zone stuff that we didn't talk about today, just check go to System Basketball on YouTube. I have some zone stuff up there that is that some of the stuff we went over today. I think you're doing this audio and video, right? So Yes, sir. Um, yes, yes. So if you guys need anything, reach out. Uh, Kevin does a great job. Um, 200 and how many episodes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're 269, man. Uh, I've had 130 clinics and like only like 60 podcasts. So you're you're like way, way over. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had my way. Talk about Lucille Roy quick. Cause I had uh, I had two guys uh, from um, Lucille to kind of join me on the podcast. And uh, Tyler, I love it. I just don't know how to use it yet. OK, um, I use it to help the team. And um, also to help coach, I, I use it a lot in my um, presentations. I didn't do it today. Um, I was more. I, I use both. I use fast draw and, and Lucio. They mm -hmm. both had their advantages, disadvantages. Yes. Um, Lucio, I like because you can tell straight over video and the animation part of it. Um, I hope it. I think it helps the players. A lot of times in timeouts, I'll just go, "Hey, here's the play," and I'll just hit play. I love that. That's how I love that. See, That's awesome. You get man. to see it like three times and then, and you're not just, just videotape you one time, Kevin diagramming it. And then just video have, have like somebody videotape your timeout. And I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be like, no wonder why they can't figure it out because you had to like erase it. And it's like smeared and the drawings yeah, all bad. like yeah. garbage. Um, yeah. it, it really cleans it up and there's, I mean, you could show video on the bench with it. You could show a lot, and it, it's really made it more efficient for me in timeouts and helps me. Like, I can just click on the thing and say, here's the sets that we want to run tonight, and then I'll just go, boom. Like, before the game even starts, you know, we're running this off the tip. And right, right. It really helps them understand. Well, I'll put it I'll put it on a tripod in practice when we're doing our 5-on-0 or 5-on-5 and say, mm -hmm. I'll call them over. Say we're running this. Don't say it. So they get to see it again, and then they go out on the court and run it. They've already been taught it, but um, it really helps. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of a phenomenal, um, phenomenal piece of software that just keeps getting better. Yeah, and I, I Kyle, uh, Kyle Dime, Dimes, uh, I, you probably know him. I know he knows you. Uh, I had him on last night, um, and he shared. So he's going to actually help me out tomorrow. Matter I of do, fact, I mean, I mean. If, if you're following them on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, um, I, I write some, I do some uh, social media content for them as well. So um, right, right. Those, those, those guys, uh, Andy Graham, Kyle, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Deemer, and I think it was probably Tyler Monks that you had on. Yeah, Tyler Monks. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, great guys. Um, and Kyle's unbelievable with five out concepts and stuff so yeah yeah super knowledgeable man the guy's a great coach uh mark thank you so much man i gotta head on and okay. i appreciate you taking the time out man great job no, thank you no problem kevin anytime all right take care
Bye-bye, man. Coaches, I'd like to welcome our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Huddle Assist. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stance like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. Huddle will also be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic on September 12th at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. Come stop by our table to chat and see what we have to offer. Hi, this is Matt from Court Cart. The Court Cart is a great way to store your basketballs and is handy at practice. You can lock up 24 men's or 30 women's basketballs with our zippered top. The cart is sturdy and easy to go around the court. The cart is $2.69 with free shipping. The court board is a whiteboard that attaches to the cart so you can draw plays up on the court. The court cart court board package is $5.28 with free shipping. You can find out more information on courtcart.com. Man, it's such a pleasure to be on Championship Vision Podcast one of the premier podcasts for top high school coaches and rising coaches in the game of basketball. My name is Michael Williams, and I'm the founder of the Williams Advancement Agency. WAA is a full-service agency here to assist all coaches at every level to be successful in the position they are now and obtain the future coaching position they are looking for. 